With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to our GSP Ace of the Day presented by DraftKings. was a phenomenal start to the second week of this 2021 season for us here on the podcast. We went 3-1 and one with our picks on Monday for our Aces of the Day. That brings us into the positive. Overall for the season, we are now up $5.43 or 5.43 units through five days of picks. We have bet in total $52 or 52 units, so about a 10% return on our bets thus far. That's not horrible, and again, we're 7-7 seven and seven overall with our Ace of the day picks. I will be better as we continue to see more tennis throughout the season as we learn more and more about these players. But hey, anytime you're in the green, you'll take that as a victory, right? And certainly we are in the positives here to start our season. That is right where we want to be as we make the turn towards the hardcore events, the Australian Open on the horizon in February. Of course, plenty of other ATP WTA challenger action for us to discuss throughout the season. If for some reason you aren't already playing a along with us and you want to get in on the action, rest assured, we've got a deal for you with our friends at DraftKings that you won't want to to pass up. Here's how it works. You're going to go to DraftKings.com, create your DraftKings Sportsbook account, and make a deposit. From there, DraftKings will match your first deposit at 20% up to $500. Gets even easier after that, folks. You're going to make your first bet, and DraftKings will also match that with a risk-free first bet up to $500. Just go to dkng.co slash cracked open to play. That's dkng.co slash cracked open. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling or referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, 1-800-9-WITHIT in Indiana, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, or 1-800-522-522. 4700 in Colorado. Users must be 21 years or older and in a participating state to take advantage of this offer. Deposit bonuses in DK dollars, which have no cash value and must be used on DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for more details. And remember, it doesn't just have to be tennis. While there is so much action each and every day, each and every week throughout the professional tennis season, you can, of course, bet on things such as the NFL playoffs, such as the NBA regular season, all the other sports out there. You can find it all with our friends at DraftKings. Take advantage of their limited time offer by going to dkng.co slash cracked open. Of course, if you want to learn more about the rest of Tuesday's matches going on throughout the rest of the professional tennis world, go check out my article on our website, crackedrackets.com. I have divided everything up. Money lines for all of the headline ATP and WTA events. Money line picks for all of the Australian Open qualifying going on the 
ITF action, exhibition action, my stayaways, my over-unders, the spreads I like, all that information can be found on the website, CrackedRackets.com. Of course, to hear more about the matches being played out in Abu Dhabi every day, being played in Antalya, in Delray Beach, go check out our mini-break podcast where we are trying to keep all of you up to date on everything going on. But with that in mind, you came here to hear my picks for Tuesday's matches. So without further ado, let's get to my aces of the day. Have four aces for all of you here on Tuesday. We're going to have a little midweek danger on today's show. We're going to try some things. Hopefully they work again. We are now five, six, seven days into this professional tennis season. And so we've seen a bunch of these players now play multiple matches. I like to think at this point, if we've seen a repeating trend, we can lock that in as something to expect moving forward through these three events. So with that in mind, here are my four aces of the day. Everything I just said, throw that out the window because I have an Australian Open men's qualifying match for you to start in. This is a rematch we saw during the 2020 season. And look, neither of these guys have been particularly exceptional over their last 52 weeks. But Ulysses Blanche tomorrow, a plus 130 underdog in his match against Victor Troisky. Now uh, for uh, Ulysses Blanche, he actually beat Troisky in Monter- in the Monterey Challenger in March of 2020. It was a three-set victory, 7-6, 4-6, on that day. Uh, Blanche only made 55% of his first serve, but won 74% of his first serve points, 67% of his second serve points, saved four of the six break points he faced on the day. Uh, you know, put together a really good performance and was playing so well at the start of the 2020 season prior uh, to COVID-19 shutting down the play. He, of course, you know, was a little bit uh, less successful, lost his last five matches and seven of his last eight to end the 2020 season. But good start for Blanche in Australian Open qualifying. He knocked off the always dangerous Andre Kuznetsov, 6-4-6-1. Of course, Kuznetsov was one of the stars at the end of last season coming back from injury. Uh, for Troisky, he hasn't been that great over the last 52 weeks either. 10-11 and 11 overall. Now, he did make a round of 16 in Pune back in February. Uh, but withdrew against Yuki Sagita. His other best result, really, I guess coming when he qualified in St. Petersburg, qualified in Sofia, though in both of those instances loses uh, a straight set match to Shapovalov, first round main draw in St. Petersburg, loses three sets to Gerasimov in Sofia. So, you know, Troisky more of a challenger level player now than obviously his peak back when he was the number 12 player in the world in 2011. And I just think this match is going to be on Ulysses Blanche's racket. I think he's going to have opportunities to attack the, you know, Victor Troisky second serve, even in his best days, would always hang for opponents and if you hit a shot that hangs in the court, Blanche is going to go after it. And look, some days he misfires. Some day the rhythm uh, just isn't there. Now, on Sunday against Kuznetsov, that rhythm was there. He served particularly well. He played a rock-solid match, and he's going to need to do that again against Troisky. But I think it helps that he's seen Troisky before. I also just think for Ulysses Blanche, uh, he's a guy who has come out now the past two seasons and 
gotten off to strong starts uh, to his years. You look back in 2019, what he was able to do, obviously, at the start of last season, he goes and wins the Ann Arbor Challenger, makes the semifinals of the 25K in Rancho Santa Fe, but of course, that had a bunch of top 500 players in the draw. He ended up making quarterfinals in Cleveland, semifinals in Monterey before, again, COVID stopped the season. You look at where he was at in 2019 to kick off his year. He was a guy who, uh, you know, made the quarterfinals of the Orlando Challenger, was a round of 16 uh, in the Cleveland Challenger, and just slowly began to work his way up the up the rankings, but I believe he started his season something like 5-2, and 5-1, and 7-3 and three overall, and so I think he's a guy who always takes advantage of the offseason, and again, I think he's ascending. I think Troisky is on the decline. Give me Ulysses Blanche as an underdog in this match. It's going to be close. You know, if you want to hit the over in sets, and it's not going to be a big wager for us here, but I just think Blanche has the biggest weapons on the court in his serve, in his forehand. Give me him as the straight dog here, plus 130. We're going to put $2 on that, two units to win. $2.60 in return. Again, a small wager there, but we have him as a money line underdog. I think he is going to win the match. That's ace number one. Ace number two on the day. Let's start with the one I'm most confident in. I think Sasha Bublik tomorrow should give Jeremy Chardy the business. And look, Sasha Bublik will throw in the occasional stinker now and then, but he's been rock solid here to kick off his season in Antalya. He beats Caruso, uh, Lamassine, and then Berrettini all in straight sets. He's been broken only two times through six sets of play, through three matches. Now, Bublik only 19-16 and 16 in his last 52 weeks of play. But... You know, he's a guy who really, in my opinion, has become a consistent threat, particularly on hard courts over the past year at the ATP level. Now, you know, this semifinal he makes here is his first semifinal since Marseille back in February of 2020. On that instance, he lost to Stefano Tsitsipas, but... You know, I'm looking at his losses. You look at maybe his worst losses since uh, or over the past year. I think every player on the list plays at a higher level right now than Jeremy Chardy. Now, Yannick Hanifman and Kitzbühel, he lost that match first round, but Hanifman makes the finals of that Kitzbühel event in September. He lost to Sinego twice at the end of the year, but we know how good Lorenzo Sinego was. A loss to Mackie McDonald and Noor Sultan in October, fine. But, you know, other than that, it's Hatchinov, Tsitsipas twice, Rublev, Dan Evans, David Goffin, Milos Raonic. I just think Sasha Bublik beats the players he's better than, and I think he is better than Jeremy Chardy right now. I think he's got the biggest weapon on the court, once again, in his serve. I think he's going to keep Chardy off balance. Now, for Jeremy Chardy, I think the biggest thing for him, he's played two 7-6 in the third matches now, back-to-back. He beats Fonini in a three-tie-break match here. He goes up 4-1 in the third, blows that lead, but then ends up grinding it out against uh, Jan Leonard Struff, 10-8 in the breaker. I just don't know how much Chardy has left in the tank, and of course, Jeremy Chardy uh, at this point now, 33 years old, uh, right around top 80 in the ATP rankings. He's 36 and 34 in his past two years of play. I just think, again, you look for Bublik. Bublik is on the rise. I think uh, he is he's just a better player. He should knock off Jeremy Chardy today. So Bublik, you look for him. A minus 225, and that's in the vomit zone. That means they must know something I do not. But 
Give me Sasha Bublik minus 225, and we're going to parlay him with my surest thing of the day, Hubi Hurkacz, who straight set win for him. It wasn't the prettiest tennis, but he knocks off Roberto Quiroz to advance to the Delray semifinals. He's going to play Christian Harrison, and Christian Harrison has been great. A win over Christian Guerin uh, in the round of 16, win over Jean-Luc Maget uh, today in straight sets, and you know he also had to win uh, a round of 32 match and two matches in qualifying, so 5-0 and for him on the week. Fantastic start to his 2020 season, but Hubi Hercats is a different level than all of those players. Christian Guerin is exceptional on a clay court. We're not on a clay court in Delray. We are on a hard court, and I just think Hubi Hercats, you look at the experience gap between these two players. Hercats has won an ATP title before. It's not his first semifinal. You know, for Hercats, you look last season, he made the semifinals in Auckland to start the year, quarterfinals in Cologne in October. He's been at this stage, you know, multiple times in his career. Christian Harrison, first ATP semifinal for him. It's been a great run, but I just think Hercats is going to be able to take away everything Harrison wants to do. You parlay Hercats at minus 400 and Bublik at minus 225 together. You get a minus 128 parlay. We're going to make that our biggest bet of the day. We're going to for- throw $4, 4 units on that to win $3.14, 3.14 units, whatever you want to say on that parlay. That's ace of the day number two. Now, of course, I've got two more parlays for you. Like I said, it's going to be a little midweek, uh, midweek risk here. We want to you know, take a chance, a little midweek danger. Uh, just have some fun here at the start of the 2021 season. Press our luck, I suppose. Now we're hoping for no whammies. We're hoping for big bucks, big bucks. Stop and not a whammy. I hope all of you watched. Press your luck back in the day. Anyways, uh, two more parlays for you. We can go through them quickly. It's a momentum match, but you know, Maria Sakari has been a revelation uh, during this first week in Abu Dhabi. Wins for her over Goff, over Muguruza, over Kennan in her last three matches. She seems to have finally, her athleticism has matched her, 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 her skill set has caught up to her athleticism, and she's just playing some phenomenal tennis. But I think Arena Sabalenka's got bigger weapons than any player Sakari has faced thus far. Big enough weapons to take the ball off of Sakari's racket, take control of the match, and of course, Sabalenka has won her last 13 matches. Sabalenka has been dominant with her own first serve. She's been dominant on her second serve return. And of course, for Maria Sakari, that's the thing she struggled on most. In each of her uh, five pro seasons, she's yet to eclipse 50% in terms of second serve win percentage. And I just think, you know, for her, she also hovers in that 60% or fewer uh, percent range in terms of making first serves. I think if she gives Sabalenka too many opportunities to attack uh, on the second serve return. The match is on Sabalenka's racket, and Sabalenka's serving too well right now. You know, Kennan, Goff, uh, Kennan was up a set. Goff was up and had set points against Sakari. Uh, only Muguruza, really. Sakari beat uh, pretty comprehensively from start to finish. Uh, opponents have had chances against Sakari, and I just think Sabalenka is playing confident enough right now to take advantage of those chances, and again, I just think she has the sort of power to hit Sakari off the court. Now, Sabalenka has played really only one bad set in Abu Dhabi, and she always throws in a stinker every now and then, but I think she might be past that phase. Again, 13 match victories in a row. Let's take Sabalenka at minus 180 to end Sakari's run, and we're going to parlay her with Alex Diemenauer, who at 
who has just been quietly so good uh, in Antalya to start his season. Straight set wins over Jaziri and Dreev and then Vili to reach the semifinals against David Goffin. Now, obviously, David Goffin, a big step up in level compared to those previous players we just discussed. But, you know, David Goffin really struggled down the home stretch of 2020. He talked publicly about how uncomfortable he was adjusting to the new circumstances on tour. And, you know, it's been a really good start to his season. He got win, a uh, three-set win over Air Bear to kick off his tournament, a win over young Nicola Kuhn in the round of 16, and then uh, a win over Travaglia now to advance to the semifinals. But, I just like Alex Diemenauer to win this match. I think on a hard court, if you don't have a big weapon to take the ball off of the racket of Diemenauer to take control, you know, to really just stick it to him and hit him off the court, Diemenauer is going to thrive in the outer thirds. He's going to use your pace against you. I like Diemenauer in this match. And again, you look, uh, and it's not the best barometer, but their last 52 weeks for Diemenauer, he was 9-7 and seven down the home stretch of 2020. You look at what he did during the course, uh, not of the entire season, Alex Diemenauer goes, I believe, uh, you go, well, you date back to ATP Cup. He was 2-2 two and two in that event. So I suppose 9-9. Nine and nine. And honestly, that statistic's not as great as I was expecting it to be, but you look for him more directly down the home stretch of the season. Obviously, that quarterfinal at the U.S. Open beats Hachinov, beats Pospisil uh, before losing to Dominic Team. He then makes round of 16 in Paris before losing a really close three-set match to the eventual champion. Daniil Medvedev was a really fun match for him in Sofia as well uh, when he uh, got knocked out by Yannick Sinner in the quarterfinals. But you know, again, I think Alex Diemenauer is playing. I'm, I'm missing an event there. There was one more event I think Alex Diemenauer played down the home stretch. So that's why that number doesn't seem right. He was better than 9-9. Nine and nine. Uh, I believe in Sofia. I, I just feel like there was a Dimitrov match at some point. There was a Dimitrov match. Thank you. He made the final at the European Open. That was, was missing from Tennis Abstract, where he did beat Grigor Dimitrov, Marcos Giron, Feliciano Lopez before losing in the final to Ugo Umber. Diemenauer uh, was really, really good down the home stretch of 2020, and I think that's translated here as he's healthy at the start of 2021. I just think he's playing better than David Goffin, and if you parlay Demonauer at minus 170 with Sabalenka at minus 180, you get really tasty odds, plus 147. We're going to lock that in. Sabalenka, Demonauer, our third parlay, or our third ace of the day, I should say. $3 on that one to win 441. And then we're going to get to our final bet. This is where we get funky. This is where my college tennis challenger tennis roots are going to come into play. Borna Gojo tomorrow. It's three, by the way, Australian Open qualifying matches. Borna Gojo tomorrow, a minus 170 favorite, 175 against Giustino. We're going to parlay him with Torpegard, who's minus 195 over Zhang, and then Michael Moe, who's minus 550 over Lee. I think all of those guys just physically on a hard court, that's where they want to be uh, better than their opponents. They're plus 185. We're only going to throw $2 on that, and, you know, I just... I feel good about that one. $2 to win 371 on Gojo, Torp, and Mo. Again, uh, if you want to hear more about my expanded thoughts on the Australian Open money lines, I like which players I expect to bring home victories at the ITF level and then elsewhere throughout the professional tennis world, go check out our article, uh, our Ace of the Day article on our website, CrackedRackets.com. A quick recap of our four aces. We're taking Blanche, plus 130 over Troisky, $2 to win 260. We're taking Boo. 
Kublik and Hercots at minus 128 parlayed four dollars to win 314. Sabalenka and Demonauer parlayed is plus 147. Love that. Going to throw three on it to win 441. And then Gojo, Torp and Mo plus 185 parlay two dollars to win 371. To get in on the action yourself, just go to dkng.co slash cracked open. A shout out as always to our super producers, Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff for the of an editing job they do day in, day out, making all of this possible. And again, to hear more about what has happened in the 2021 season, just go check out our website, crackedrackets.com. But with that in mind, for our friends at DraftKings, our super producers, Fligner and Westoff, and all of us here, at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Alex Greskin. We hope you enjoy Tuesday's matches, and may the odds be ever in your favor. Good luck, everyone.